Hi, I'm Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Every week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. And today our very special guest is Bill Connors. Bill is an environmental advocate and an outdoor writer. Hi, Bill. Good morning. How are you? Great. So you found your way to the radio station here. No problem at all. That's what a GPS unit is uh-huh, for. Aha, another one. I think Jonah has one of those. We've had people get lost and be missing in action. No, actually, we- I did, out of curiosity, I called one of the people from Beacon that I happened to know, and she didn't know where the building was. So now I'm going to be able to go back to her and say, hey, I, I found it, and now that I know where your neighbors are. I can help you out. Well, that's what they all say. And meanwhile, this broadcast is heard from Terrytown, New York, and Westchester County up to the Rip Van Winkle Bridge. That's right. Yeah. And how far west? How far west it goes across the river into, well, I have to ask my producer, Betty Renner, but um, when the leaves are not on the trees, the, the westernly directional signal carries further. Okay. So yeah. we have a lot of people listening to us yes, uh, today, do. Bill. We're not making you nervous or anything. <laughs> not at so all. So far, you're the star because you found your way. Okay. But I'm sure a lot of people are interested in your work as an outdoor writer for a prominent local newspaper. Would you care to main, mention that prominent local, local Absolutely, newspaper? Absolutely, the Poughkeepsie Journal. And... Um, as out, first of all, how long have you been doing that? Since 1994. And what kind of topics do you cover? You have a, a weekly column? Well, I do a weekly, and I've done a couple other uh, things. I They did a book a few years ago, uh, The Hudson Valley, the uh, Our Heritage, Our Future. I, I did some stuff for that. That's a wonderful book, by the way. I love it. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. piece of work. And your contributions are wonderful so, as well. Uh but I've I've done over 700 pieces uh, for the journal. And, On what kind of topics? And I get to do just about anything I want that deals with the outdoors. And, of course, I do a lot of hunting and fishing stuff, although I don't consider myself to be a, a, a what I call a hooks and bullets writer. I like to write about the issues surrounding hunting and fishing. Uh, and some of those issues are. Can we speak to that a little bit? Sure. For instance, uh, education. You know, we we talk about children. We talk about trying to get them outdoors. I I, I put a lot of of material in print that shows people that kids can get engaged in the outdoors. Get them away from those computer screens. That too, although I'm an advocate. I think that children have to be computer literate today. Well, because you're retired from? IBM. There you go. (laughs) We were talking about number retention, but right before we went on the air, and your mind still works that way. That's Absolutely. great. So you you, you kind of have both sides of the brain happening there, Bill. Absolutely. And, you know, that educational piece of it, not to, to jump too far ahead, um, but you that encompasses your um, Morgan Lake fishing program, doesn't it? Well, it would if you would? if you look at the number of one the number of years that we've been doing the program, which is twenty, and the number of children that have gone through the program. And by our last count, I believe it was between seventeen and eighteen thousand children have participated in that program. And this is a twenty-year program, twenty it's, years. It's wow. been twenty years. And, and what do the children do in the and Morgan Lake fishing program? What what we do is we bring them together one weekend every year. And when I say we bring them, the them is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we have this new word in our social vocabulary, diversity. We were practicing diversity before that was in the dictionary. We, we have children from every 
religion, every race, every economic background coming together for a weekend of fishing activities, including their parents. We bring them. They're not allowed to fish. We want to focus on the children. And you would be surprised at how well all of this diverse community functions together. It's, it, it's, a, real, it's a real pretty picture. When and and when does this event happen during the course of the year? Always the first weekend in May. Oh, so it's coming up very soon. Yes, and it's always free. We, 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 I say we. Ken and Cheryl Rose are the parents of this program, and they go out, work with the community, and raise the funds necessary to run that program every year. And when you say the community, the community geographically encompasses... Geographically, if somebody shows up at the door, they're allowed to participate. Nominally, it's a Dutchess County program, but we have people that bring their children from 100 miles away because they know of the program. And what age ranges are you looking for? Up to 15 years of age. In other words, a 15-year-old can participate, a 16-year-old cannot. And the magic number there represents when it becomes required to have a fishing license. So under 16, they're not going to need that fishing license. They're not going to need a fishing license. And do you supply the equipment, the poles, the hooks, and all that good stuff? We keep at least 100 rods and reels handy there. They have to sign them out. They become responsible for them for the period of time they have them. And the amazing thing with that is, o- over all of those years, we probably have not lost a half a dozen of those. Isn't that rods something? Well, so obviously you're teaching them how to handle the equipment, social responsibility, yes. being good citizens, the etiquette around surrounding that. Is yeah. that all? Is that mentioned um, annually in your column? And I affectionately call your paper the Pojo. Could, could people I do find too. okay? Yeah. Could people find out more information about that as the event yes. gets closer? As, as the event gets closer, I'll run you know a couple little ticklers, and then I'll do good. a whole column, column on it ahead on of it. time. Well, oh, give good. us the uh, the date now and the particulars, and all the folks at home should be um, well, it's getting f- out a, a pencil and paper because we'll repeat this uh, later on in the show. Later on in the show, it's the but, first weekend in May, right. whatever that translates to. And I okay, th- I like to think it's uh, May second and third, right. rain or shine. Rain or shine. And it's, lo- and it's be- going to be held where, exactly? At Morgan Lake, which is on the north side of Poughkeepsie, on Creek Road. That's the road that goes to the back side of Dutchess Community College. Right. And it starts at you know, a little after 7 in the morning and runs to 2 o'clock in the afternoon, both days of the weekend. And we'll repeat all that information uh, later on in the show. Um, if they do want to have more information and they they want a phone number or an email address who should they contact oh i love doing this because it's not mine (laughs) they could call ken and cheryl rose at area code 845-471-9790 so again if your child or grandchild would like to learn fishing they should call the roses and they are at what number again 471 Nine seven nine zero. Let me remind our listeners that they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on the Hudson Valley Radio Network. This is Jonah Trebowasser. With me is uh, my lovely co-host Sarah O'Connell, our very special guest, environmental advocate and outdoors journalist Bill Connors. And uh, Bill, we're talking about uh, the fishing uh, contest or, or program you run for young people. And uh, your work as an outdoor writer for the Poughkeepsie Journal, what kind of background do you have that uh, gives you that kind of expertise? 
Uh, twenty-five or thirty years of bouncing around in the uh, in the hunting and fishing realm, and and a real desire to see, you know, what conservation was all about and what what the environment was all about. And believe me, it's all finger jointed. Everything we do, one way or another, affects the environment. You have you have some very official titles too. You're you're um, the legislative vice president. Yes, I'm the legislative yes. vice president for the Federation of Dutchess County Fishing Game Clubs. I'm a member, board member, and actually vice chairman these days of the New York State Fish and Wildlife Management Board for Region 3. I am Region the, 3 being the Hudson Valley. Well, that is, uh, I would say the Hudson Valley. It's, it's not quite the whole valley, though. It's the seven-county region, including Dutchess, Putnam, Westchester, Orange, Ulster, Rockland, and Sullivan counties. And I'm also the chairman of the board of the Dutchess County Resource Recovery Agency. Wow. You're a busy man. Retired, and and you're retired from IBM. You have all of these um, organizations that you're in a leadership position, actually. You're, you don't just participate. You're in a leadership position. Um, and you are an, uh, an environmental advocate. I mean, that really is encompasses all of it. Well, like I say, most everything we do, one way or the, uh, of the other, does affect the environment. That's part of the reason I got involved with resource recovery, because that waste-to-energy facility that we operate to, to manage at least part of Dutchess County's waste stream is situated right on the Hudson River. So, you know, we're, we're aware of all the environmental concerns people have. Let's talk a minute about that facility. Uh, it takes garbage in, and what does it do with it? We burn it. And what do you do with the uh, heat that's generated? The, the heat generates steam. The steam spins a uh, turbine, and we sell that electric power into the grid through uh, Central Hudson. So we're mm-hmm. taking... Um, ele- we're making electricity out of garbage. We are, in the truest sense of the word, we recycle. Recycling. There now, you what go. about the people who say, well, gee, that sounds like it might be uh, producing some air pollution. By it absolutely does not. I, I, th- it's one of the really important issues for me. Uh, you hear about, you know, air pollution. You know that it exists. We don't want to be contributors to the problem. We test our emissions all the time. In fact, the people of Dutchess County over the last couple of years spent about $15 million to upgrade our facilities, and we we are in full compliance with all federal standards, not the least of which was the 2005 Clean Air Act. Our emissions are remarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I'm proud of what they are. Well, and you're a terrific spokesperson because there is a lot of misunderstanding about that particular topic. I want to ask you about the Quality Deer Management Association. Yet something else, where do you find the time? Well, I'm not I, – I do some promoting for them and I, and I you know, write about them. Uh, it's an organization that is nationally recognized. There is a local chapter here in the Hudson Valley. And this organization – looks at habitat issues 
They look at management of deer. So They're, things don't get out of balance. Yeah, they try. They have uh, biologists on staff. Mm-hmm. It's a volunteer organization largely, as most of these organizations I deal with are. Uh, but they they try to bring sanity to this whole deer herd management issue. Uh, they they write about it. They promote promote deer management. And they are hunters for the most part, but that is not the primary goal of that organization. Well, Bill Connors, let me ask you this question. As your observation as the outdoor writer for the Poughkeepsie Journal, do you find that there are fewer people hunting today and more land being posted as a result? The deer are are, uh, reproducing themselves out of control? I mean, that's been uh, some of the things I've read. What's your opinion on that? It's an encapsulation. Your your statement is an encapsulation of the problem. Yes, there are fewer hunters because we're an aging population. There are fewer acres to hunt because of two reasons. The social stigma that some people place on deer hunting, hunting in general, and the amount of development that has used up valuable habitat and the problem with that development is that you now need buffer zones so land that was available before is no longer available because you don't want to be discharging firearms in those areas you mentioned that we're an aging population are young people no longer interested in hunting following in their fathers and grandfathers footsteps there there is that problem they spend more time uh, visiting in the digital world than they do in the natural world and that, of course, diminishes the numbers. However, this year we got legislation passed in, through New York State to allow younger people to hunt now. Let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on the Hudson Valley Radio Network. This is Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host is Sarah O'Connell. Our special guest, Bill Connors, outdoors journalist and environmental advocate. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. This close. After immunizing more than 2 billion children, Rotary Club members are this close to wiping polio from the face of the earth. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to protect children against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash endpolio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. Hi, I'm Sarah O'Connell with my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser, and you are listening to Radio Rotary. Today, our special guest is Bill Connors, environmental advocate and outdoor journalist. And we have been talking about um, issues such as conservation and economic things that affect our environment. And um, Bill, it has just been fascinating. I don't know how you have time to be involved with. You write a column for the Poughkeepsie Journal. You're chairman of the board of the Dutchess County Resource Recovery Agency, which is a whole other issue. I've interviewed that group. 
in the past. Um, a member of the Hudson River Estuary Management Advisory Committee, a member of the New York State Fish and Wildlife Management Board Legislative Vice President for the Federation of Dutchess County Fish and Game Clubs. When do you sleep? And do you have Hot a family? Hours. How many children do you have? I have, I have two, two adult boys. One lives here. One lives in Williamsburg, Virginia. And I have two granddaughters. And I've been married for just about 42 years. Oh, year. congratulations. See, yeah. if, you're, if you're a Rotarian and you, you're in your club, we celebrate anniversaries. I'm the longevity. i that now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this so far has been fascinating. I, I, there's so many ways, so many directions we could go with this conversation. Um, one thing we did want to bring up is how the community can be involved in some of these very worthy uh, issues that directly affect our community, and it's easy to become a volunteer. For example, hunters who want to uh, donate um, their, uh, game, venison, venison thank you, fish, uh, fishermen. Um, we mentioned uh, also produce. Um, and you've been um, working in concert with, with an organization in, in which county now? Well, I, I've been speaking with folks in Orange County. Dutchess County has a really great program. This year, we gave away 7,000 pounds of meat to the needy. Oh, that's magnificent. 7,000 pounds nominally. That's 21 to 28,000 meals. That's fantastic, especially in these hard times. It's it's all the more important. Now, there's a program here in or over in Orange County uh, through Cornell Cooperative Extension called the Gleaning Program. What and can you just spell that and what does that mean? It is G L E A N I N G. Gleaning. And gleaning. You're gleaning. Gleaning. I had the a fields, con- from yeah. the yes. conversation I gleaned. So oh, it comes okay. really from the produce end of their business. And the young lady in charge of that program, uh, I just recently met her and I was fascinated by her energy. Her, her enthusiasm, and her name is uh, Styles Najak, and uh, I tease her about her name a lot. But well, with a name like that, you have to use it, right? You have with to a name use like, it. With a name like Jonah Trebois, I never talk about anybody <laughs> else's How name. How long did it take me to learn to pronounce that That's on right. the air, Jonah? That's right. <laughs> yep. So she is fascinating, and I really want to help her if I can, because she she has this venison donation program. They actually have a butchering facility set up at Wallkill Prison in in Orange County, and that's very interesting in and of itself. Well, I, we used to raise pheasants on the prisons here in Dutchess County, mm-hmm. the Federation in Dutchess. But over there, they're using an old facility. They've re re you know outfitted it for a butchering facility, and they're butchering deer. They did about seventeen hundred pounds of venison this year. And they're, they really want to grow the program because of the need. And for, again, back to the need. Yes, for our listening audience, there are, uh, it is regulated in the sense that there are rules that are followed, um, uh, just as if, just like our other food that, that we would purchase and the need has gone up. And sure. supply is down in a lot of the food banks. So these types of um, unique programs to me- to maybe the mainstream are becoming more important. And how can people get involved with that if they would like? Well, part of her program is uh, they have farmers who cooperate and donate produce. But it takes resource, physical resource, people to go pick corn, 
you know, dig up tomato or pick tomatoes, dig up potatoes. So she needs help. And what what you want to do if you want to get involved? If you is really there a website help, telephone? I'm going to give you a magic phone number right now. Her name is Styles Najak N A J A C, and her phone number is eight four five eight zero zero two zero five six. Let's have that again. That's eight four five eight zero zero two zero five six. And that's if someone wants to help or perhaps is in need of the if food, If they right? have something to donate, if they want to help, if they know of a need that's not being filled, bury her with phone calls. Uh, nothing would please me more than to have her call me up and say that I've generated too much interest. Uh, Poughkeepsie Journal outdoor writer Bill Connors, tell us about your uh, weekly column in the Poughkeepsie Journal. When does it appear, and how can people read it and see it? Okay, it, it appears every Thursday in the print edition, and it is on the Poughkeepsie Journal website, which is poughkeepsiejournal.com. You go to the sports section and then players' recreation, and my column appears there in that, in that section, and it's up for a week at a time. Now, Bill, um, remind our listeners or people who may have tuned in late about that uh, children's uh, fishing program, the date, the time, all that good stuff, because I know they're going to be writing it down. It's called Get Hooked on Fishing. It is the first weekend in May, which this year is May 2nd and 3rd, and it's at Morgan Lake in the city of Poughkeepsie. The phone number for information is area code 845-471-471. 9790 Ken and Cheryl Rose. Give us the phone number one more time. 845-471-9790. In the minute we have remaining, uh, I know fishing is very close to your heart, and I remember years ago uh, we were warned about not eating too many fish out of the Hudson or local tributaries because of water pollution. Things have improved. Uh, What do you recommend to people who want to get into fishing? I recommend that you go and get information from the Department of Environmental Conservation. They have information regarding the safety of the of the fish or the New York State Department of Health. Uh, it varies from water body to water body. Quite frankly, anything in moderation is just fine. Bill Connors, outdoor writer for the Poughkeepsie Journal and environmental advocate, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. It's a pleasure. Thank and you. Sarah, tell us who brought us Radio Rotary today. Well, Jonah, we wouldn't be here without the support of Rotary District 7210 and the clubs of Arlington Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, Millbrook, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, and Southern Ulster County. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you all for tuning in and inviting you to come back again at this time next week for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on the Hudson Valley Radio Network. Southern Ulster Rotary Club will hold its annual Lieutenant Mark Dooley 5K Race of Honor on Sunday, March 29th, 9.30 a.m., 
rain or shine. The event will be held at the Platykill Firehouse just off Route 22 in Platykill, New York. Pre-registration is $17 and registration the day of the race is $20. That fee includes breakfast at the firehouse and all the runners receive a race t-shirt. Proceeds to benefit the scholarship fund. That's the Lieutenant Mark Dooley 5K race March 29th, Platykill Firehouse, Platykill, New York. See you there. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught millions of people to read, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary at rotary.org.